Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses? They're not my number one. Okay, well, duh. Why are they even on the list? Why would they not be? Guns N' Roses? Mm. Are you trying to tell me that they were not a giant part of the hair metal movement? They just didn't seem as... They seemed more dirty and like actual metal. Axel looked dirty. The rest of them were all bland. Let me get a look at these guys. Yeah, go ahead. Look at Steven Adler back in those days. Go ahead. I'm going to give you a second. I'll wait. I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes, we're going to debate pop culture. My background's in music. My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't. We check the internet for the facts. And ruin it with opinions. From pop rocks in your lunchbox. To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. Hello, Ike. Hello, Misty. Oh, are you British today? I've got a touch of the Brits in me. Do you know that there were a lot of 80s hair metal Brits? I didn't know that. They didn't really consider themselves hair metal. I, uh, I had no idea. I mean, how can we forget Spinal Tap? How can we forget <laughs> Spinal Tap? Oh, so this is episode two of 80s Hair Metal Week. Episode, yeah. Episode two of 80s Hair Metal Week. Are episode you still like totally stoked rocking out? 47. Now? Yes. Yeah. I'm ready to learn more. I learned so much yeah. yesterday. Cool. Morning. Well, this one's a little bit more interactive. Okay. Because I feel like you might not know maybe a lot of the details about it, but I do feel like you knew some of the music. Okay. Okay. What are we talking about today? The top five. 80s hair metal albums. Oh, okay. Now. We're going to work backwards from five to one. Um, is this something that's been like established by? My own opinion. Oh, so <laughs> this is a Misty of Misty and I ruin the internet. Yeah. Big Hollywood top five hair metal bands. These were my favorite, my five favorites. Now we're we talking bands or albums? Albums. Okay. Albums. And you're going five to one. Going five to one. And, okay, what's number five? Wait. Hold on. Let's start the timer. Meow. Meow. Okay. Um, Number five for me. Okay. Was. Ready to goog. Poison. Uh-huh. Look what the cat dragged in. Okay. You may know it for a little song that you probably sang along to many times called Talk Dirty to Me. Talk Dirty to Me. Oh, okay. Baby. Yeah, I do know that song. Um, now, why is this in your list? Okay. Um, I loved the visuals of Poison. So Poison wasn't necessarily as black leather. They were a lot more flamboyant. Like oh, CeCe DeVille yeah. was like as flamboyant as you can get. They like... Look, I'm looking There's at pictures. Neon. I'm gonna snap one in There's, the cut right here, but they're yeah. they've like highlighted their cheekbones with makeup, and oh, they've got yeah. like very. They had they had the lead on highlighting and contouring way before Kim Kardashian brought that. They are beautiful, they man. They were gorgeous. Yeah. Who, who is your favorite poisoner? Probably Bobby Dahl. Okay, was that the bass player? Dark haired bass player, I believe. Okay, I like. Then you had CC, who was the guitar player. Yeah, Brett, and then yeah. I don't remember the drummer. Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Ricky looked exactly like a guy that went to my high school. Right. Weird. And he also looked like that um, MTV VJ we were talking about the other day. Adam Curry. No. 
Ricky Rockman? Yes. No, they didn't look anything okay. like Ricky Rockman had dark hair. Yeah. Um, I stand correct. Ricky Rackman was the um, VJ that hosted Headbangers Ball. And Ricky also later opened up a club in L.A. during this era called the Cat House. Okay. And a lot of um, 80s hair metal bands played there. He had a very stringent uh, list of qualifications to get in the front door. Okay, so what was... <laughs> <laughs> but what, what the, the less clothing, the better. Uh so, what was what's your initial attraction to Poison? It's the glam, it's the music. Was it one of the they first were bands super you heard? Poppy, like it. It was very much a really good segue from the pop music I had been listening to mm-hmm. into heavier music. Right, it's like um, Tiffany with guitars. I wouldn't quite go that far, All but right. I mean, yeah, it was it was very pop oriented, like. Their songs were very sing song and like, like great banging choruses that you just like stuck in your head and you would sing them all the time. Yeah. What's There's, I'm looking for I the track action. list. Ooh, I want action tonight. Yep. Satisfaction. And you one. can tell why would I got you, an American Idol recording would you contract. Would like me here. to play a snippet of that? Um, how about I play it in the edit later? Right okay. here. I want action tonight. And we're back. <laughs> Just ripping um, off Rick Glassman's editing yeah. style right there. They also had on that record, there was Look What the Cat Dragged In, which was the name of the record and a great song. But they I had, don't think I know that one. Should we play a snippet yeah. of that too? We should. Oh my God, look what the cat's and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> they had a great ballad on it called I Won't Forget You. I don't know that one either. Well, you know what? We're not going to snippet that in nope, because we will up. talk about that later on in the week. Oh, spoiler alert. Nope, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um. So, yeah, that's my number five. They were okay. flamboyant. They were poppy. They were fun. It stuck in your head. I didn't realize how dirty the lyrics were. I didn't know right. what talking dirty meant at that time. I was like 11. I know it's off topic, but do you think the kids that are listening to WAP right now know what that song's about? No. Okay. No. Great. They what's number What's number four? Number four. Let's see. I think that number four for me would have been Warrant Cherry Pie. She's my cherry pie. She's my cherry pie. Yeah. Let's look up the track listing for that. I will tell you, initially, my favorite part of it, and like mm-hmm. I said, I had no idea, and... God bless my mom for not ever really looking at these records to like have to explain to me what Cherry Pie was actually referencing and the cover of the album, which is a young lady on roller skates, a waitress serving a piece of cherry pie that has fallen into her lap. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It is exactly where the metaphor would go. Right. In, in a diamond formation. Had no idea, but Uh, I loved it. I didn't either. And now I'm just now picking up on it for you. (laughs) I'm glad that I could bring that to your life now. Wow. Okay. Cherry Um, Pie. Everybody knows that song. Everybody knows that song. Um, There's an alternate album cover also. I'm sure that there is. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Uh, Don't Google it. Are you getting an edumacation? Yeah. I think I need to take a shower after this. Okay, my other favorite part of this is that there was a song on the album called Ode to Tipper Gore. What? There's a song called Ode to Tipper Gore. So this was later 80s. Um, Because Tipper started going nuts in like 85, 87. 1990, yeah. 
Wow. So the end of the hair metal era, really. So this, we're not, so this isn't like just the 80s hair metal. This could bleed over into the 90s a little bit. Well, I mean, 80s hair metal didn't end until the, the early, like 91, 92. And yeah. when Nirvana came along well, and just 90, smashed everything. 93 to 95 was when the, the grunge really took over. Really? So, I always had it in my head that grunge was 91 to 94. No. Uh, Pearl Jam 10 came out when I was a junior in high school. Wow. And so that would make Nirvana slightly a few months before that. That's when everything went from like super high falsetto to hell back of the throat. Probable power. <laughs> Shut out, Butch. What's up? Who Ooh. also was in a fantastic 80s hair metal band called South Gang. Special shout out. Special shout out to our friend Butch Walker. Dude, South Gang. His proudest so, achievement in dude, his entire musical career. Oh, I don't think so. I think he's got some more now, no. you know, as the years have gone by. Oh, you know, just like thousands of number one hits that yeah, he's produced. Um, I used to love South Gang. And I actually, not that long ago, I followed Jace Fincher, who was one of the other guys in South Gang on Instagram. Really? Some the, I was reading a conversation, and it was about South Gang, and I was like, wow, I'm going to see what those other guys are doing. Did anybody in South Gang make it into Marvelous 3? Did he yeah, take one of those I guys? So. Was it the? I think it was Jace. Oh, that cool. Made it into Marvelous 3. That's awesome. I think. It could be wrong, though. Butch, hit us up. Know. Let us know. Let us know, Butch. Or we'll call you next time. Yeah. Um, That's dumb. Um, what else was special about Warrant Cherry Pie? Was there I, anything I else? I really, truly think it was that they wrote a song to, to Pergore, and it also, again, had another great ballad on it called Bed of Roses. It was beautiful. Oh, um, yeah. It's really weird because now that I look back and I read these song titles and I'm refreshed on their music, um, they were definitely not as pop. So I feel like... This was later in my musical education, mm -hmm. and I was looking for something smarter, and I think that this was it. There were some songs that the lyrics were very, very, um, a song called Uncle Tom's Cabin. And it tells a story, and I think that I was just really turned on by something that seemed a little smarter. I was a little older. Do you, not that I wasn't completely here and present when you just said whatever the fuck it was that you just said <laughs> but do you know who was on the album cover i don't bobby brown which we'll talk about in a later episode. another spoiler ladies and gentlemen oh i have a whole exciting week planned out okay so let's move on to number three wow bobby brown still yeah. looking pretty good She's gorgeous wow. stunning it's had it's had quite the quite the journey she's a Pretty incredible lady. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. So let's, we'll talk about that. Let's go to number three. Um, number three for me would have been, and I like we talked about it a little bit yesterday, how they don't like to consider themselves part of the hair metal movement, but it would have been Def Leppard, Hysteria. Re okay. 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 The, the Love Bite song, um, with all of its weird like synth noises and stuff, I felt like it was... They were in that world of music, but there was just something different about them. And I really dug it. I mean, obviously, Portion Sugar on Me was great. Dude. But, like, Love Bites was my song. I never understood that song. Love Bites. Love yeah. Bleeds. It hurts. Yeah. That's, what, did, what don't you understand? I don't, someone I very just, disillusioned like, on the uh, idea of love. Was that during the era when people were like, ah, that bites? Oh, yeah, completely. Before sucks. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Well, you couldn't, like, my mom would, 
I wouldn't say she'd smack me in the back of the head, but if I said sucks, that was a bad word. Well, we used to have to Bites. say the word eggs afterwards, so we didn't. Sucks eggs? Yeah, that sucks eggs. Whose Squidward tentacles voted most likely to suck eggs in high school? Uh, See, so yeah, I couldn't even go that far. Like, yeah. She, there were a couple things she didn't like. Sucks and shut yeah. up. And then as soon as we got out of the house, up. it was, oh, yeah, my mom hated shut up, too. You don't say that. Uh-uh. Yeah. As soon as we got out of the house, bad. eggs became something else. Um, Love and Affection was pretty good off that record. What? Track 12 on Hysteria, Def Leppard. Are you thinking Love and Affection by Nelson? No, I'm thinking of this song. We might have to play it because I don't even remember that song. All right, let's see here. Probably going to be an ad. Okay, okay. There is an ad. Are you on Spotify? Uh, Nope, Mm -hmm. I'm on YouTube. Mm. And if you're watching us on Facebook... (laughs) Check us out on YouTube sometime. And Spotify and all other podcast platforms. Yeah, if you just want to listen to us sometimes and not watch us. Yeah, I don't blame you. This can be a lot. This can be a lot. <laughs> this is Love and Affection by Def Leppard. Oh, okay, now I remember it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not to, like, discount the Nelsons, because I yeah. loved Nelson as well. Also, I actually played a couple of Nelson videos for you the other day. Right, which is this is why this is not the song I thought it was. It's a great song, though. Okay. What a unique voice that guy has. Right. What was his name? Oh, God. What is his name? The one that I always remember is Rick Allen, the drummer, the one-armed drummer. Oh, right. He wasn't the singer, though, right? No. There was Um, an accident, though, like after the recording and the release of their first record. That's when he lost his arm. Can you you believe he still drums? I will never forget. I I think it was I was in eighth grade and, and I went to go see them in concert and I just for two hours did nothing but stare at him playing drums, just in amazement. And remember that double bass conversation we had yesterday? Oh yeah, they are a no. Du- he put an extra snare on a foot pedal. <sighs> That's right. So he could do so he, he could, could roll with yeah. one arm. So it wasn't so awesome. Yeah. That's um, so cool. We gotta hurry because we have just a few minutes left. <gasps> right. Okay. Number so, three? No, number two. Hysteria oh. was number three. Oh, we're only doing five. Bing, yeah. bing, bing. Okay, number three. Yeah. Okay, now here's where things are going to get messy. Okay. Because most people are going to go, what? Well, let, let's let the people decide. Okay. My number two is Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. Didn't we skip three? No. What was five? Five was Poison, Liquid the Cat Dragged in. Yep. Oh, Warrant, Def Leppard, and Leopard. now we're on two. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses? They're not my number one. Okay, well, duh. Why are they even on the list? Why would they not be? Guns and Roses? Mm. Are you trying to tell me that they were not a giant part of the hair metal movement? They just didn't seem as, they seemed more dirty and like actual metal. Axel looked dirty. The rest of them were all bland. Let me get a look at these guys. Yeah, go ahead. Look at Steven Adler back in those days. Go ahead. Give you a second. I'll wait. I'll wait. Guns and Roses. We'll be inserting a photo, by the way. We will. And it'll be this A clip. Oh, man. He's got the bandana. Yeah. I mean, see, they're like the torn rock and roll shirts and stuff. I don't see a whole lot of, like, spandex. Axl Rose was known back then for wearing spandex on stage. That was his thing. Okay. They were I mean, Guns N' Roses and and Motley Crue were the two like front runners of the 80s hair metal. And 
We talked about it a little bit yesterday. That's not to say oh, that yeah, musically they yeah. didn't move out of that phase. Right, right, they right, right, did, right. But yeah. that's where it started. Okay. I, so I see where you're coming from now. My second is Appetite for Destruction. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. Mr. Brownstone. Paradise City. Rocket Queen. It's so easy. Like, it, that entire record is nothing but hit after hit after hit. Okay. All right. So you're saying that there's one that's better than this. Number one. I do think there's one that's better. What is it? My number one 80s hair metal album of all time is Motley Crue Too Fast for Love. Oh, you know what? I'll give you that one. On with the show. Live wire. Take it to the top. Just the whole action. thing. It just flows. I will say this. All those songs were not hits like every song off of Appetite. To me, they were better songs. I truly, truly believed that. So, which one do you think, of one through five, which one do you think that the people at home are like, nah, I don't think so? I think they're going to disagree with me with Guns N' Roses and Motley Crow. I think most people would flip it. Well, how, uh, what's a good way for us to figure out who should decide if you're right or not? I have a really good idea. Okay. So, when I started my touring career, one of my first jobs was with this amazing band from Boston named Damone. They're awesome. You loved them. I did. That's how we I met. Did. Yeah. You were on tour with them. I was on tour with them. And they were opening for Butch. Opening for Butch Walker. We went through Look at that little Raleigh. cycle there, yeah. And you were at the show. I was. And I was at the merch stand, and you and I started chatting. And Here it has been 20 years 20 later. 20 years later. Um, what it, so what about Damone? So Damone is... At, at that time, it was like 2006-ish, somewhere in there. Um, maybe early, slightly earlier. Oh, this no. This going to have to run over. We're going in a bonus time. We're going in a bonus time on this one. Yeah. Okay, so Damone, um, they were kind of a resurgence of, of hair metal. Really good, heavier pop music with a very, like, Joan Jett lead singer, female and a couple of just really kick-ass dudes that, like, loved 80s hair metal. Yeah. So I want to call one of them and no. have him be our tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Okay. Do you have a specific one about the tiebreaker? Or are you going to give them all five and tell, ask them if there's I'm something? Gonna give him, I'm going to give him those top two. And I know what his answer is going to be, but we're going to have, we're going to see. And he and I can have our, our okay. moment. Okay. While you call him up, here's a little taste. Just a little taste of the Damone. Okay. little taste of the Damone. Let me know when it's ringing. I just need to make sure I'm Bluetoothed in. We're getting kicked off the YouTube for that. Okay, so. Is it ringing? We're ringing right now. <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's like a radio what show. What if he doesn't answer? Be a, I'll feel like such a loser. We'll edit it in. <gasps> hey, what's up? Oh my gosh. Is this Michael Vasquez? It sure is. Michael Vasquez. It's Misty Roberts. Well, hello, Misty. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're you're live on air with um, Isaac and I on our, our podcast show. What's up, man? You mean on... Mike. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. Exactly. 
We are in the middle of 80s hair metal week. And the episode that we're doing today is Misty's top five hair metal albums. And we need you. I, I feel like I have done a really good job of picking some great ones. But I also was telling Isaac, I think most people are going to disagree with my top two picks. And they would probably flip them. So I want to know what your opinion is as, you know, an official like rock and roller and purveyor of fine rock music. <laughs> so. No doubt. My top two picks. Number two to me is Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. And number one to me. Or number two. That's number two. Number one is Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like Guns N' Roses should be number one. Uh, that's exactly I mean, what I told Isaac. I think most of the world is going to be like, no, 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 no. Guns N' Roses, lady, that's number one. Why do you feel that way? Love is a great record. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I mean, I think they're both great records, but I do feel like Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction should be number one. What makes you feel that way? What makes you feel, like, what do you feel gives it the edge over Motley Crue? Hmm. Well, I remember some bartenders dancing on a bar in Chicago, and they said to me that they only dance on the bar when songs from Appetite for Destruction are on. I think I remember. And I really felt like, I feel like that really drove it home. I think that I remember that. I think I was with you. (laughs) You were probably there. You were probably there. No doubt about that. I think that's actually a really, that's, I mean, a very legitimate reason. Like, if it's going to make a girl get up on a bar and dance, then I think that that, I mean, maybe that's what slides it into number one. Can I throw a question in? But, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, but not just get up and dance. I mean, just to that, that album and those songs, and that's it. Right. Like, that was their rule. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty strong argument. Isaac has a question. I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I'm a big fan. Uh, second of all, uh, what are your top oh, five uh, 80s hair glam metal uh, albums of all time? I mean, okay. So I don't really want to put them in. They don't have to be in order. In an order five of your top favorites. Well, definitely Appetite. Definitely that. Um, I'm going to have to say... Tesla's record. Oh. I think it was Mechanical Resonance. Nice. Yeah, it was. I feel like that's a really solid record. Um, Honorable mention for sure. I mean, I mean, White Lion Pride. White Lion of When the Children Cry fame? You know it. Yeah. Vito Brado. The middle part of America, dude. You're going deep. Yeah. Um, I think that's. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, uh, probably Cinderella, Long Cold Winter. What? As well. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure why I, I we feel didn't. Like that really needs to be in there. I don't know yeah. why we didn't fly you out here to just take my place during this yeah. week. Vasquez and I, mean, I grew in the I internet. Mean, I would love to fly out and do the whole thing, but, you know, the corona. You know, COVID time. In yes. the way of everything. So Cinderella, so, long road home. See. Good one. All right, you've got one left. Yeah, you know, I mean, and then, hmm. I've got my fingers crossed for one. Remember, I have to say poison. Look with the cat. Not look with the cat dragon. Open up and say, ah. Oh. 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 I feel like. See, Poison. That was a game changer. Poison, look what the cat dragged in was my number five. Look at that. Yep. I knew there look was a reason that. that we got along so well. I don't have a it was, specific. It was, my, it was my first concert ever. Oh, my gosh. Really? Poison? That's amazing. Life changed. It also explains a lot yeah. to me about you. I don't have a full top five, but exactly. I want to throw well, an, an honorable mention in there. I got to say Firehouse. Firehouse? Is that the name of the radio? Really? Firehouse, oh, Firehouse. dude. Yeah. It was one of the first songs I heard on the radio. Because I wasn't I mean, e- wasn't exposed to a lot uh, of pop music when I was a kid. I feel like Vaz yeah, is probably not a Firehouse. Topic, yeah, not a Firehouse fan. Oh, no. no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in, fire, in, in Camp Firehouse. Definitely not. <laughs> All right. I think it's probably a little too poppy for you, but right? I, mean, it, I don't know. Like, at that point, it just, it just wasn't doing it for me. You know, understandable, understandable. I mean, no offense, like, you know, like, it's, all, the show and everything, it's all good. Well, we have come to we've actually gone over our time for this episode. Yeah, so, we're, in, we're in bonus time. I, oh, shit, I didn't hear the timer go off. I'm sorry. We it, called you after okay. the timer. We, call, we were already in bonus time when we called you because there's so much to talk about in these episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So thank you so much for settling the the. My inner turmoil argument with myself, basically, and for bringing up a couple that we just really did not even think about or hit on. Yeah, and for being our first celebrity guest on the yeah, show. Yeah, you are our first celebrity guest. I mean, I mean, thank you. I am honored. I love the show, and please keep up the good work. <laughs> I I will not ever do anything in my life to let you down, Vasquez. And we'll definitely be calling I, you back I, on I more tiebreakers for sure. Do you want to end? I, do you want to end this episode with that thing that you always say to me? You know the thing. Well, Missy, uh, it's the thing I've been saying for really years. Uh, sorry, I ruined your life. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't even come close. You you definitely put me on the right path. Um, I love you. You're my brother, and have a fantastic evening. And I hope I get to see you sometime soon. I love you too. Y'all stay safe. <laughs> All right. Thank bye, Vasquez. Thanks, man. All right. Later. So many stories. What a treat. So many stories. What a guy. treat. Guys, go check out Damone if you haven't checked Absolutely. him out before. They'll knock your socks oh. off. So many good memories. What a great tribute yeah. to all the bands that we were just talking Absolutely. about. And they have amazing music in their own right. So good. Um, and then check out what Vasquez is working on now. Give him a goog. Yeah. I'm sure he's doing awesome stuff. They actually, um, the band has played some shows together right before COVID hit again. I Th- flew out and saw a reunion show. Thanks, COVID. Right? Ruiner. Yeah, I'm, I'll be at the next DeMont show. Good. No matter where it is in the world. Maybe probably, we'll do a probably at the Sinclair in Boston. That's well, where maybe the we can next do a we can open for them with a live Misty and Ike. I love it. I'm awesome. Um, All right. Well, well, as long as it's not Friday, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.